0: Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 something we've all heard before and, and, and it's a beautiful reading I think Ecclesiastes chapter number three to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep sorry, time to keep silence and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time of war and a time of peace. Back in, uh, I guess it was in the late fifties. Pete Seeger wrote a song, uh, turn, turn, turn. And I guess really, he didn't so much write a song as he really just put a tune to this right here that we just read. He basically just wrote it's verbatim what out of Ecclesiastes chapter number three, except that he put in there turn, 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 better than that. And then I think he added two more lines at the end. But basically, what it was is just. And this this song, believe it or not, it 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 um, started out uh, is originally recent, released nineteen sixty two, uh, but. The song really became an international hit in the late 1960, the late of the year 1965 uh, by the Birds, And it entered the, the record chart at number 80. And within a month and a half, it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. Number one song, a time. Amen. A time to love, a time to hate. A time to keep, a time to give away, it just went right through what we read right there. Amen. You see, this you'll—those of you who attend here regularly—you'll know that, that I, like every other pastor, I have my candy sticks that I, I get on fairly often. And one of mine is down this line. I know I recognize that. And so when you say, Pastor, sometimes it sounds like almost like you're repeating yourself. Well, I know I am. (laughs) This is one of those things that I, I like to bring back to our understanding and our remembrance every now and then is the fact that we have seasons in our lives. We have seasons in our lives Each season, winter, spring, summer, fall, they prepare for the next season. Agriculturally, the ground, the earth, needs the nutrients and the preparation and the advantages that the previous season has provided. Let's take, for example, the idea that we skipped winter because it's too cold and rainy. Here on the coast, you know, we, we get tired of the rain sometimes, or or the freezing temperatures are too harsh in the north. We don't have time to go into every aspect of it, and I'm I'm not a scientist, but I know that we need the rain here on the coast to ensure that these beautiful cedar trees that we enjoy so much are able to grow. You realize that they use a lot of water. You'd be amazed how much water one cedar tree can suck up. A general rule of thumb is to apply 10 gallons of water for every inch of trunk diameter when you water a cedar tree. 10 gallons. If you have a tree, a cedar tree that's only 12 inches in diameter, that's not a very big cedar tree. 120 gallons of water? You understand now why we get so much rain? Those things suck up a lot of water. If we didn't get those crazy heavy rains throughout the winter time that we get tired of our cedar trees, there's not a chance they would make it through the long, dry summers that we enjoy so much. Amen. Remember the pine beetle, the pine beetle wiped out huge swaths of forest in our North country a few years ago. Why? Why? Why did that happen? Well, we had a a few years of winter in a row that were not really very cold. And so the beetle didn't die off in, in significant numbers, but rather they continued to grow in the billions and the trillions. And they needed food. In a period of less than 10 years, swarms of mountain pine beetles ate their way through 18 million hectares of forest. That's bigger than Nova Scotia and New Brunswick put together. That's how much they ate through. They killed that much of our forest because it never got cold enough for two or three winters in a row to kill them off in any significant numbers. We need the harsh cold of our winters. Every season, my friend, prepares for the following season. There's a reason why the Lord gave us Winter, spring, summer, and fall. It's not to make nice songs and poems out of. And it's not just so that we can see the the change and the plumage and and everything that happens around us. But they all have their purpose. Even the ones that we don't enjoy so much. Spring, of course, has its advantages, and the warm weather brings the melting of the snow in the north and the mountains of the south, and as, as well as the rain that can have the effect of floods. And then we're all up in arms. Like, oh, dear me, it's flooding. Whatever will we do? It's, it, it's flooding. This is horrible. But even the floods have their purpose of the overflowing creeks and the rivers that bring nutrients to the, the, the ground that surrounds it. It's happened As long as there has been an earth, the seasons have come and gone. The floods have we call them floods now when really it was just natural. But because we build our house right up to the water because we want waterfront, now we say it's flooding when it goes over the the banks into our house. Whereas for years it just expanded and came back down just with the flow of the season. The heat heat of the summer sun brings on the maturing of the crops and so forth. And it also dries up the fields then so that the crops can be harvested. Every season has its purpose and every season prepares for the following season. As the heat of the summer matures those crops and dries up the fields, then the equipment can go on and, and, and harvest those fields. And then the fall... After the harvest causes everything to once again go dormant and dead and return to the earth, fertilizing the ground, and it continues. Amen. Season after season after season. I suppose if if we could pick just one season, most of us would choose unending summer with the long, warm days. That would be beautiful. Beautiful. Or perhaps you would, you would prefer the freshness of spring or the cool of the fall. Some would perhaps even choose the, the cold and the, and the snow of the winter. But any one of these on their own would be detrimental to the equilibrium of life. Life would cease before long if it was only just one season all the time. To everything, there is a season and there is a purpose and a reason for every season on earth and for every season in your life. Things will occur in our lives that are above our understanding. They're, be, they're beyond our comprehension and we don't always understand or we don't always comprehend or know why This certain thing is happening to me and why it seems to just be going on and on and on. But remember it, it's only, it's only for a season. This is just one season of your life. When, when you're young, you don't understand the seasons. When you're young, it just seems like life is just always like this. But when you get to be my age and the same of, as age as some of you who are listening to me today, you can look back. We can look back and we can pinpoint and we can we can see the seasons in our lives and the things that we went through and different things that happened and how that truly they did prepare us for what was next going to come in our lives and where we were going next and what the lord was going to bring into our life next and what we would need the strength for next in our life and we see it as we look back we all go through the good times and the bad. We all have the happy and the sad, the, the plenty and the loss. We all have the popularity and the rejection. We all have success and failure. And and we we do our level best to stay upbeat and to stay positive through all of these things that we go through. However, when we've done all that we can, it's time. To stand on the word of God and to stand on his promises. Amen. It's time to just take a stand and just know that my God never fails. Amen. I know that God never fails. Amen. He's proven me throughout the seasons of my life. He's proven it to me that he's not failed me one time. Amen. I know that hope never disappoints. Praise God. And I also know that faith is my shield. I've seen that throughout the seasons of my life. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt from things that have happened and things that have, that have been spoken into my ear. And, and things that, the thoughts that have come into my mind that the devil is a liar. If We look at the word of God. We see that one season David was a shepherd. Another season, he was the king. Amen. One season, Esther was an orphan girl. The next season, she was the queen. One season, Mordecai was sitting at the gate outside of the king's palace. The next season, Mordecai was given a position in the king's palace. One season we see that Ruth was gleaning in the field, and another season we see that she owned the field. Amen. You see, David never would have been the successful king that he was had he not gone through those lonely and fearful nights of a shepherd, facing the lions and the bears on his own with nothing to trust in but his God and his own strength and ingenuity. Amen. He could never have taken down a giant had he not spent countless hours of practicing out in the field by himself with that slingshot. He he didn't just suddenly learn how to use a slingshot. Amen. He had spent countless hours with that thing. You see, we have seasons in our lives, and he may have thought at one time, "My life is going nowhere. I just stand out here in the sheep with, the, or out here in the field with these sheep, these sheep." Help me, Lord. Amen. I just stand out here in the field with these sheep, doing nothing, just watching over them. And I'm so bored, I'm just playing with this sling and throwing rocks at targets and and seeing what I can hit with rocks with this sling. But through it all, God was teaching him something. He was in one season of his life that was preparing him for the day when he would walk onto a battlefield and no one... Was willing. No one was able to get up and face the giant. But David. Amen, was able to walk out onto that battlefield that day and face the giant because he had had a season in his life when he would become comfortable with a slingshot and a rock. And he had become comfortable with calling upon God to be his strength and to be his help. And when he walked out there, he didn't walk out there on his own, but he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he had had a season in his life where he had learned to trust in God and what the Lord had put in his hand. You know that Esther, she never would have saved her people if she had not been given the sound teaching by her elderly cousin Mordecai those hours of study when it was put into her the importance of being a Jew. The true people of God. They probably felt like useless and old-fashioned theology when she was residing in a Persian city. Probably thought none of this really means anything. I'm a Jew. All that means is I'm I'm captive in another city, in another country. Why, why do I have to study all of these books? Why do I need to know them? Why do you keep insisting that I understand and that I realize who I am? But you know what? She knew what it was like to lose all of her family members, close family members. She was an orphan taken in by her cousin. And though now maybe she was safe in the king's house. She wasn't willing to see that happen to others. She heard of the destruction that was going to come upon the Jews. And she knew that she was one of them. First of all, second, she knew what it was like to lose your family. And now here she was in a place where she could make a difference because she had been through that season in her life. It had prepared her for this season that she was in. Amen. I'm telling someone here today, what you are experiencing in your life today is going to make you into what you will be tomorrow. Amen. What you are going through today may seem meaningless. It may seem like there's no significance to it, but take heart, my friend, and think about what you're going through. Gain from what you're going through. Learn from what you're going through because tomorrow or the next day or the next day, when you enter into another season in your life, you are going to need what you're going through right now. That's the way the seasons work. That's the way God has lined it up. That's the way God prepares us. And though it may be boring, it might be uncomfortable. It might even be painful at times. Just hang in there. Hang in there. We serve a God who can turn everything around. Amen. He can turn every. He can take the orphan girl and make her the queen. He can take the shepherd boy and make him the king. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Amen. He's made everything beautiful. We have good and bad. We have happy and sad. We, we, we give and we take and, and, and we love and we hate and we put all of these things together. And the Bible says, and he makes everything beautiful in his time not in my time but in his time in his time we read about ruth how that ruth ruth said to her mother-in-law and without going into the whole story her her husband had passed away and and uh, she said to her mother-in-law treat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee for whither thou goest i will go And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. And we read that about Ruth and we rejoice in it. And we say, what a great young lady she was. And that's also very true. We applaud her backbone and her faith and her spiritual insight. But the fact of the matter was she and her mother-in-law, Naomi, were destitute. And they were reduced to gleaning or picking up the leftovers in the field. Well, it sounds very, very powerful what she said, and it was, but she probably wasn't feeling the power of it right then. She probably didn't realize the messages that were going to pre-preach from that statement that she made that day. Because she was having to get up early in the morning and go out into the field. And when the, when the reapers had gone through anything that was little bit that was left in the corners of the field or that they happened to drop. She picked those up and she put them in her little satchel and, and whatever she was able to find and pick up. She brought it home to her mother-in-law and said, this is what I was able to get today for us to exist on. But she remained faithful and she seemed somehow to understand that this is only for time. She never could have imagined how things were going to work out. She never could have imagined that she would literally end up the wife of the wealthy landover landowner where she chose to glean. You see the Lord can turn everything around. God can take your situation that looks so bleak today, but because you're faithful in it and because you do what you can, he can take up the rest and turn it all around and make it beautiful in his time. He can make it beautiful in his time. Let me talk to our young people for a little bit here today. You're not too young to pay attention to what God's doing. Amen. I know you're all trying to avoid my eyes right now. Amen. You're not too young. You're not too young. God is doing something in your life right now. And you need to understand that God has a purpose for what's going on. You might feel like it's out of your control. And a great deal of it is. I'll I'll admit to that. When you're a young teen. Much of your life is not in your control. Your parents do have the authority over you. And they may, you may think that, that they're making huge mistakes. Yeah. And you might feel that you need to help them out sometimes. And let them know the big mistakes they're making. That they don't really understand how life is. Because you are so old. I know, my parents were old too. You're so old, you don't understand what life is like nowadays. You don't understand what I'm going through. You've never been through what I'm going through. I told you I remember. But then I became a dad and even the father of a teenager three times over. But you know what? They're still your parents. And God made it that way. Yeah, God made it that way. He decided they're going to be your parents. But you know what? God's in control. You will survive. You will survive. And you'll even thrive if you allow God to bring good out of everything. Yeah. Believe it or not, this is just one season in your life. Well, it seems like the teen years go on forever. First of all, it seems like you're never going to become a teen. And then you finally become a teen and and, and you realize it's not everything you thought it was going to be. And life is changing and, and you have questions and, and your your body changes and your mind changes and your parents lose their mind and, and your little brothers and sisters are just so irritating and, and all and schoolwork is so hard and your teachers hate you and the principal beats on you and and I guess they aren't allowed to do that anymore. They did when I was a kid. Again for good reason. <laughs> Devin told me a little bit about the devotion that Brittany gave you young people at your lock-in that you had last week. And you know what? I said that to say this. She could not have given you that and related to you in that way had she not lived it herself. Had she not been through that herself already, she could not have related to you what she was talking about. Amen. Amen. Devin couldn't relate to you in the same way. I couldn't relate to you in the same way. I didn't have that particular season. Learn from what you're going through right now. Amen. Take it all in. Allow God to minister to you through it. Someone once wrote a song that said, Troubles can break you or make you a man. Or a woman. You know, after the great flood, a new beginning, and when the Lord smelt the sweet savor of the sacrifice to him, he promised to never destroy the earth by flood again. And he said, while it remaineth, while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. It's just going to keep going on. You're going to make it through. Life's going to continue on. Amen. Day and night. Day follows night. Every time. Every time. Every time. Doesn't matter how bad the night is. The morning will come again. Amen. Seasons will come and seasons will go. Life will continue. You won't be a teenager forever. Middle school turns into high school. High school turns into bright graduation and college and careers. And next thing you know, you're like brother Steve and you're going back for your 20th reunion of graduation. you think, how did this happen? <laughs> 20 years. Are you kidding me? And one day you'll look back and you'll see God's hand in everything that happened in your life. Let me come back to what I mentioned earlier. God never fails. Amen. Hope never disappoints. Faith is your shield. And the devil's still a liar. You know what? One day, one of you young people, perhaps that's sitting here right now, may be the youth leaders. Think about that. One of you might be the youth leaders. And, You know who your young people are going to be? It's going to be Jade and Kazai, Lily, Madeline, Natalie, Amen. It's going to be Gavin and Toby and Kimmy, Dami's baby. What a youth group that's going to be. (laughs) Think about it. 10, 12 years from now, that's what's going to be happening around here. These little ones are going to be our teenagers. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. You're going to be having a great, and Steve's girls are going to be the older ones in the youth group. Steve's about to have a heart attack already. (laughs) And the ones that are young people right now, they're going to be the young adults. They're going to be starting their careers and their families. And I know it looks to you like I'm jumping eons ahead, but 10 years, my friend goes like that. We've already been in this city for 15 years, and it seemed like we just moved here. I'm just starting to feel comfort. I'm just starting to feel at home. I could go on and on here today. One season, Mary was a bored teenager. The next season, she was the mother of Jesus. One season, Peter was a fisherman. The next season, he was disciple of Christ, and then the founder of the church. A fisherman. One season, Paul was a prisoner for Christ. But he told him, he said, the next season is even better because to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Hallelujah. Amen. To die is gain. Let's stand together. Paul didn't waste a season in his life. The Bible lets us know that everywhere that Paul went, he had converts. Even when the season of his life was imprisonment, he witnessed to those. History tells us that they had to routinely exchange his jailers because he kept converting them. He says at one point, at one point, he converted the household of Caesar because he was a he was a, a inmate, you might say in Caesar's prison and his influence and, and he just didn't give up. He just wouldn't give up. This is just a season in my life. It's, it's where I am right now. He said, "Where well, I found that wherever I am, I'm, I'm content. Whether things are good or whether they're bad, it's just, it's just where I am right now and so I'm just going to keep doing what the Lord's called me to do. Every season we go through, it's preparing us for the next. So what's happening in your life right now is getting you ready for what's coming down the road. Amen. And I don't even know what to tell you about what's coming down the road. Because I don't even know from, from day to day and from week to week, I'm surprised at what comes down my road. I'm surprised about what happens in my life. I look, I've, I have a little picture in my office there of a, a chubby little freckle-faced boy about four or five years, five years old, I guess. I can I can just barely remember when that was taken. And we had returned home from town, and there was a fire that had destroyed our home. And there's, I'll be right beside that one of just me by myself is a picture of my, my sister and my brothers. And we're standing around a little burnt shell of a what used to be a table a metal table and a few burnt toys with all the wheels melted off and they used to make toys out of metal for those of you who were scratching your head they used to make them out of metal but the rubber tires were burnt off and and we're standing there looking at this stuff with the most forlorn look on our faces that's all we had everything was gone i mean literally gone The vehicle we're driving, the clothes on our back, I didn't even... I remember I didn't wear socks that day for whatever reason. I did not even have a pair of socks on. Just shoved my little feet in my boots. And I look back on that and I look at where I am today. I'm not talking about monetary goods. I'm talking about the Lord taking a, a little kid who was nothing. But because I just along the line said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll be whatever you want me to be. He took me at my word and he's just continued to use me, continue to build, continue to work throughout my life. And I don't know where he's going to take me. I'm just hanging on, enjoying the ride. Amen. I haven't changed my mind I I argue with him sometimes And I tell the Lord why I can't do some of the things that he wants me to do And why it's ridiculous that I've been put in some of the positions I've been put in And and how it doesn't even make sense that a a kid like me would be where I am And doing what I am And and he reminds me But you told me You told me to do whatever I asked you to do And so I continue. Amen. And he continues to move and he continues to bless. Hallelujah. One season to the next. One season prepares for the next one. You can't skip any of them. Otherwise, it puts everything out of at a kilter. We can't just just go from the good times to good times. Amen. It doesn't work that way. But we go through every season in our life and we allow the tough times to strengthen us and to build us so that we can enjoy the good times so that we make it through the next one so that life can continue amen what a beautiful thing this is what we call life hallelujah amen i don't know what's around the corner for you and i but i know that god's preparing us right now i know that god's preparing us right there's you're here today for that very reason. It's not a mistake that you walked in here today. Whether you come here every Sunday or whether this is your first or second time. It's not a mistake. God meant for you to be here. Amen. This is one season of your life. And he wanted you to be in this service here today. So that he could tell you. I'm preparing you for what's coming next in your life. Amen. I'm preparing you for what's coming next. I look at uh, Isle and Toulouse. A year ago in university, been studying for years, probably beginning to wonder when are we ever going to be able to use what all this that we're working on. But today, God has put them in positions, amen, great positions, jobs in our government, government positions that God has prepared them for. They didn't just happen into it. the season they were in, prepared them for the season that they're now in. Amen. And that's the way it is for every one of us. Praise God. The Lord's preparing us daily. Preparing us daily.